We are in Central Park today. You can hear Ralph there on the saxophone, one of the many buskers in this vibrant park in the middle of Manhattan. And today I'm speaking to a very special busker, Kishan, also known as the Bubble Guy here in Central Park. And I'm going to chat to him today to hear what it's like being a busker in the city. Do you want to come in closer? <laughs> You're taking we, your chances. Should we hug each other while we interview? Wait, Kishan, I haven't seen you in, what, three months? And I... It um, could be three months. Walk into Central Park, the mall, this morning, and all of a sudden, people just start to circle around you and me. What was up with that? <laughs> Most of those people that we spoke to, they actually all know me, and um, they were just poking fun at me every time. The, uh, those guys are break dancers, and every time they see me talking to a girl, they come running over. I love so. seeing that. I, was, I love seeing you guys interact. Um, and wherever we were walking, we went past some of the food stands, and we were talking to guys selling nuts, and they were just giving me free samples and saying hi to you by name. We were walking down these avenues, and I just hear, hi, Kishan, hi, Kishan, people with cameras in their hands. Seems like you've been around quite a while. I have. I've been actively involved in Central Park in this specific location for almost eight years. And we're all kind of family out here. We all have to kind of look out for each other, support each other. Sometimes someone needs to run an errand and know, go to the bathroom and they would ask me to keep an eye on their business while they're gone or watch their table and vice versa. Sometimes I would ask them to keep an eye on my things. So there is certainly there's a, a trust, there's a level of trust definitely. in the community. Absolutely. So you caught my attention because... I'm good looking. <laughs> apart from the obvious fact, um, you make huge bubbles, literally bubbles big enough for people to get inside of. And yes. I just see people circling you with cash in their hands, wanting to snap away. So you're basically a busker making huge bubbles here in Central Park. Yes, I, I, didn't, I never thought about being a busker. I didn't even know what a busker was until I got into the whole bubble business. And then I, at some point I kind of learned that I was a street performer. I never saw myself as a street performer. And then probably a year or two later, I realized I'm actually in fact a busker. And I had an Englishman um, define the term busker for me. So yeah, I do these giant bubbles and when the weather is behaving, I put people inside bubbles. What was the definition of busker? Do you remember? I don't remember clearly, but um, it was a person who performs in public in exchange for money, I believe it was. And did you instantly know that you love doing this and you were going to spend eight years <coughs> doing this already? Um, I, no, I didn't um, know I was going to spend eight years doing it, but I kind of realized, I kind of knew I was going to love it before I fully got involved. I was helping a friend to um, expand his bubble business and just by observing the people's reactions in the audience I said to him hey Steve I'm gonna come out here and I'm gonna make bigger bubbles than you and he <laughs> said bring it on right. and that is where my journey kind of started in the bubble business and now you're, you're the big guy in the in the business well I really I when I do something I try to go all in and of all the guys who who's been doing it I'm the only one who really poured everything into it, gave it my all, um, to the point now where I'm so attached to it, I have trouble getting away from it. I didn't know I was going to be doing it for eight years. And wait, you've been on Glee, right? I was on Glee 
um, a few years back, they actually found me here and asked me if I'd like to be in their TV show. I'm not sure exactly. Did how. you watch Glee before they approached you? I never even knew what Glee was or how if you know that it existed. Uh -huh. um, it was only after we did the uh, filming that I decided to go see what this right. Glee was all about. Uh -huh. and that's when I found out that Glee is actually a very, very popular yeah. TV show or Even something. in South Africa, people really enjoy the show. Crazy how that life turns awesome. out, right? You don't always know that um, you don't, you don't if your passion is going to turn into right. your career. If I can highlight something that I really love about your work, I've kept an eye on buskers in New York City and specifically in Central Park and I've tried my hand at it as, as well and it's it's tough to get somebody to put a dollar down in your bucket. Um, I think it takes a level of um, sort of rapport and you have to build up, you know, you, it takes a lot to get somebody to put that dollar down and, I, and I, what I've seen you do is you make people, you give people the opportunity to be part of what your your project or your performances when you put right. them in the bubble right. and instantly it makes them feel like they're part of what you're doing and I think that just makes them want to put down the money, right? Yes. Um, one thing I learned a long time ago is people really always remember how you made them feel. People kind of, especially in public, they approach you in a very apprehensive way and you have to do something to kind of put them at ease. So. If you see my um, my little setup, I don't have any signage that tells people to donate or give me money. Or, you know, it's very it's very inviting. They're, they're welcome to join, and then that just makes people want to open their pocketbooks and give you money. I, I you know I was having this conversation earlier this morning. Actually, I, it's really it's in giving that you receive. So if all you're trying to do is get, 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 it just backfires, it doesn't work. It doesn't it, come it, from the right place. Right. It it, it's actually repulsive and it pushes people away. When I've spoken to New Yorkers, the general idea they have of buskers are that a lot of buskers are homeless or this is their only job. This is the only way they have an income. But I found that so many people do this because they love it or they're making a little extra cash. Do you find that people often mistake buskers for being homeless. Yes, that is something I learned along the way. Um, I think I was actually one of those people as well before I became a busker. I I would be on my way to work and I would see a busker in the subway or someplace on a street corner and somewhere deep in my mind I would just assume that that person was homeless trying to make a few dollars. But um, that is not necessarily the case. People actually real musicians actually who don't want to get caught up in the music industry or having to sign their life away to some meaningless contract actually work on the streets especially in New York um, and make a very good living out of it. I have friends who cut their own CDs and promote their own music and they're happy. They're they beautiful. live in amazing apartments yeah. and in amazing neighborhoods in New York and um, they travel around the world, get hired for gigs, and and they're nothing, nothing anywhere near homeless. Interestingly, I um, started doing bubbles when I was homeless. Tell me more about that. Prior to being homeless, I used to I used to be a chef. I worked in New York City restaurants for about 15 years or so, and then um, I just always felt there was more to life than just 
going to work 50, 60 hours a week and paying bills and sleeping and getting up and going to work. It, there was a yearning outside of that whole conventional way of living. So then one day I just kind of quit everything. I gave everything up and I decided to move to the streets, which was really helpful because it took away all the uh, unnecessary invented responsibilities like rent and trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to mm -hmm. speak. And it really kind of freed up my mind and my time to really look at things. And it was one day while I was being homeless in Central Park that I saw this guy making bubbles. And, and that's kind of where I got the idea and took it from there. So you had a job, good job, had a place to stay. I had a great you, job. I had a you've great got family in the city too, right? Yeah, my entire family lives right here And in you New just York. said, I'm going to go homeless for a bit, see what it's like, challenge my own mentality, challenge these ideas and ideals. And what, what did your family and your friends think about this? Did certain people start like avoiding um, you? Well, no. I, I, I feel like... Um, being homeless doesn't mean that you don't pay attention to your hygiene, for example. So I had a gym membership. I was still working out just like everybody else who lives in a house. I was still hitting the showers twice a day. I was still eating at restaurants because I still had money. And you had a girlfriend. And um, actually I met her. She's the reason why I'm not homeless anymore because after meeting her, I felt it was disrespectful to her to be sleeping on the street and then visiting her a couple nights a week. So I just kind of moved back indoors. But how long were you on the streets for? I lived um, homeless for three years. And what were some of the highs and the very, very lows? For somebody who, who's trying to, who would maybe want to challenge these ideals also and try this out for themselves? Well, for me personally, the best part of it was the time freedom. It allowed me to spend a lot of time in bookstores reading, because I, I kind of felt like reading was one of the ways to kind of get knowledgeable about this whole journey of life. Um, I never really had any lows because I kind of took, I, I did everything in stride. The only problem with being homeless was I couldn't get quality sleep because right. every few hours something would happen. Or somebody would walk by or do something to interrupt you. Or, I've never been to a shelter. That would have defeated the whole purpose of moving outdoors. Yeah, I would, I would do volunteer work at these places that would offer to help homeless people, but it was really exploiting them. They, all, they saw homeless people as a number, not as a person. And somehow that helped their budget for wherever they got their money from. So the more people or the more names they had listed, the more money they got from the government or something like that. And, yeah, so it was basic. Homelessness was basically a business as far as I was concerned. So, And I didn't want to be a part of that system. I wanted to earn my own money and, um, you know, pay my own way, basically. And I think you've created, you've, you've um, created some very special relationships from what, from what I can see. And this seems like quite the community here in Central Park. I'm sure everybody has their, their little arguments about territory, about busking corners and, and such. Yes, everyone tends to get territorial, and I mean everyone. The hot dog guys have a bidding system that they go through every year so that, you know, the highest bidder gets the best spots. 
the uh, artist that sells their paints. They get here early. Recently, we actually had a physical fight between two artists who got, they were selling the same material for different prices and they got into an argument that turned into a fight. Uh, the break dancers, they get territorial about who was here first and who grew up here and who was born here. And in my personal life, the bubble business, I've helped a lot of guys get into the business as a way of earning money. And they also got territorial. And in, in the grand scheme of things, it's the wrong approach because I always say there's enough room for all of us. And as long as the wind is blowing, you could make bubbles wherever there's air. You could make bubbles. But, uh, you know, if you get caught up in that yeah. me, me, me mentality, and if you think that guy over there making bubbles is stealing your oxygen, then... You've got to check your priorities. Yeah, it really it backfires because you don't ever want to compete. You want to be creative. As once, once you start thinking competitive, you lose your ability to think creatively. Hey puppy, we're sitting here in the mall in Central Park and you um, you actually have your setup right at the at the edge. What is this waterfall? They call that the center of Central Park, isn't it? Yes, the Bethesda Fountain. And that's where people can fight you? Yes. Most days yes. of the year? As long as the weather is good, if you see a giant bubble floating by, chances are it's me.